0: Welcome to Swimming with Sharks, the first NFL podcast of the year. Unfortunately, we missed week one. I'm your host, Mike Carls. I'm joined for the first time in, this would be three weeks now, by my co-host here, Eric Robertson. Eric, I, I, I talked about it on the last podcast, the last golf podcast, but... You know, you were out doing important things, having babies. How's everything been going, man? I thought you were gonna talk about how you embraced into Shambo back
1: uh, that last pod we did. I uh I've been good since I had to miss that, didn't have to hear all the grief then. But yeah, I've been busy. Uh had a kid. Uh, apologize to everyone at the pod it hasn't been out. Um, kinda of been my fault, obviously been pretty tied up with that, but
0: things are kinda getting back to normal and uh ready for uh, hopefully a good week of football. For sure. So we only missed one. We missed the first week at NFL. Pretty important one. Yeah. Um, just a luckily, bit. luckily, it was... A, I mean, to be honest, the pricing was out for like a Ugh. month. Um, so... uh was There awful. wasn't a ton to talk about. There was a lot of chalk. We... I ended up... I had a really good week last week. Eric, you know, Eric did not. But... Um, I feel like that's how last week kind of was. I mean, like, you either were
1: on the chalk plays and all of them just went ballistic or you weren't on those chalk plays
0: and you basically had zero chance of winning money. For sure. And uh, I think the cool part about us going into football now is Eric and I, we love football. We've been playing fantasy football for many years. Football's got me in the DFS. Yeah. Like I know, I, I know about golf and I love golf and it's, it's, it's starting to like come up to my second favorite sport. But NFL is always king. I love the NFL. I'm so excited to start um, start talking about football. And like we we're here, we're just here to help the average person try to compete against the sharks and the pros in the industry. And we're gonna we we're, we're gonna deliver some some fire plays, guaranteed. We are so confident in football. We did well in golf too. We gave you guys we gave you guys the winner four out of five weeks. We did a podcast. So we were firing golf. We're going to be just as fire in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I had a good golf season. It uh, was profitable overall. I burned a lot of money through baseball, so maybe the bottom line wasn't as good. But even baseball has been turning around, and uh, I'm ready to have a profitable football season here. And Plus, the best part about football season is I don't have to watch my event for four days now. Six hours ish, and it's over. So guess what? You win. You get your money faster. You bomb out. You don't have to look at your bombed out
0: lineups for four days, just being irritated by them every single day. Yeah, it is frustrating. Have all like having a bunch of money locked up for four days with, in my DraftKings account, because like I want to play other sports, but I have you know a percentage of my bankroll is locked up. So then the amount I can play in other events and or other sports is lower. I'm done playing golf until the new golf season. I will play golf when the new golf season
1: yeah, I'll be, starts up. I'll be
0: playing both football and golf. And we'll figure out what we're
1: going to do with that because I don't know if your intention's getting the pot out. We might be able to – if there's some tournaments that to have some good fields, which I know sometimes those are lacking, maybe we'll
0: see if we can get our golf and a football some weeks. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll see as it as it gets closer. Um I am excited the Ryder Cup is in 2 weeks. My Ryder Cup gear that USA, I ordered. Uh USA. yep, USA <laughs> baby. We're going to dominate. But I uh, and, you know I know it's we have a funny. lot of overseas listeners, but I'm sorry. The USA just has a stacked roster minus Phil Mickelson. Um but I'm super excited for it. I all my fresh threads are in. I'm gonna be rocking it for like ever, all four days and wearing the same shirt. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking Ryder Cup gear. I'm super excited. But so swimming with sharks, we're back. You gotta follow us on Twitter, please. Um, we have not been that active on Twitter. I'm we are gonna get better at it, I promise you. Yeah. Especially during football season. Um it's gonna be, we're at SWSDFS and on Twitter, and then our email address, email us, we're happy to answer. DFS questions, I'm happy to answer. Seasonal questions, if you have them, like I, I I, feel like I'm pretty confident in both of those. The email us, swimmingwithsharksdfs at gmail.com. Yes, it's at Gmail. We don't have our own domain or anything yet. We're still a little a, the little podcast, okay? We're trying. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get one there day we'll time. have our own website and our own email address. For now, we're at Gmail, okay? It's a, you know, it is you us, swimmingwithsharksdfs at gmail.com. We're back. We're going to be here every week. We're going to give you the most hot fire plays in the NFL. I'm so confident in the NFL. I am three-time champ of my main league, back-to-back-to-back. I know so much about football. I am ready to dominate this NFL DFS season. Week one was good. Week two is going to be better. I'm playing a lot more than I should because I'm that (laughs) confident. Without going into
1: the details, uh, I do know the details, and Mike is definitely playing way more than he should
0: be this week. But <laughs> I am so pumped for football; I can't contain myself. And if I lose, I lose, and I just deposit some more money because whatever. But types of contests this year, I'm playing. In in, in it's a little bit different than golf. I'm uh I'm I'm sticking to like sixty percent cash. tournaments, smaller field tournaments. Maybe I throw in one little bit larger field tournament, but I'm playing about 60-40 split because if I win in my cash games, usually I'm pretty confident about that lineup. Um, Then I I at least don't lose money if I lose in my tournaments. And if I hit in both, I make money.
1: Yeah, and I know golf, we were kind of just playing more GPP. Um, Me really didn't do much for cash games at all in golf. Uh, I think in football though, it definitely made sense to have a little bit uh, more exposure to cash games. One, there's just more variance in general. Uh, I mean, die rips off an 80-yard touchdown. It could be, be a slight difference play. Uh, you don't really get that in golf. I mean, the best thing is die makes a needle, but it's not that huge of a thing. And another reason why I think it made sense to play a lot more cash in football is. Uh, these football events are just huge. So, I mean, you're getting all of your typical sharks that are playing all these events. They're playing every sport anyways. But football, you're getting way, way, way more super casual players not putting the research in. So I feel like in cash games, um, you get a lot more competition in casual players, which if you are putting the work
0: in, you should have an edge over those guys. True. And I think also in just in with a, like, Football draws the most DFS play for sure. I mean, they fill contests like no other. Oh, they they're have the biggest contests ever. I mean, even their qualifiers for their live events are insane to even try to win. Um I'm we're going to try at some point this year because we would love to have SWS at a freaking live event cuz I would I would have I would be I would buy and make merchandise just to rock it out at a live event. Oh, for sure. But what I'm saying, but with the thing is is with another thing too is you have so many casual people and there's so much variance in football that playing a lot of tournaments random people just sometimes submit a good lineup because they don't know anything but they just select a bunch of players like our one of our friends in real life does he's not that great of a of a season long fa- player he's not that great of a DFS player last week he just made a lineup was it a five five dollar entry? Five dollar entry, he was just like whatever. He just threw like a he threw a lineup together, he's like, whatever. No reason not a lot of research, just kind of pick players that he knew and he and he ended up winning five hundred dollars. Yeah. So like Did you lift at that event by the way? No.
1: I went back and looked at it, man. He was he was close to ended bid. Yeah. That was a pretty high end payout, I think. He was only, like, I think five points off winning, like, two grand. Yeah. Like, he was – I mean, it was a really large fill event. He had a shot at really bringing
0: down a huge paycheck. Yeah. So, it's both ways, right? But I think the variance in football is so much higher that, like, yes, I think it's easier in cash games to cash because you have casual players that play just bad lineups. So, you have a, a better chance of cashing. But also when you're playing tournaments, you have a good chance of losing to someone who doesn't do a lot of research because they might just pick a guy who goes off. Like that that isn't supposed to. And I feel like last week was probably
1: a pretty bad indication of how the whole NFL season's going to as a whole. Like last week was probably one of the highest story weeks I've ever seen on Draft Hids. It was a week where literally every single chalk play went crazy off. Yeah. Like you're not gonna have that weekend and win out and, and in combination with all the chalk plays going off, the pricing was soft as hell because DraftKings put it out so early and all the new developments. Like last week, you could literally could play anyone you wanted and had zero issue fitting them in because the value was just so good.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. I luckily um, I I played I was playing a lot of cash last week just to try to build up some bankroll and I played that my cash lineup in tournaments and still cash because I just played all the chalk and then I just played... It all hit. All I did is play chalk. I didn't play anyone that wasn't chalky and um, which chalky, if you guys don't know, because I know we're we're speaking to some casual people, a chalk play is a guy that's going to be high owned and they're the guys that are talked about a lot and they're going to garner a lot of ownership. Either they're underpriced and they're in a good matchup, or there was an injury, and they weren't they weren't repriced. There's a bunch of reasons why a guy could be chalky. It's just a really good matchup for that certain player. But I just played all the guys who were being talked about, who were being chalky. I'm like, I, they were all in good spots. I played them all. My lineup almost scored 200 points. I cashed easily, and I cashed in all my tournaments, too.
1: And really quick, just to hit on that, um, talking about like chalk and cash versus GPP. Cash games, like, you're just trying to make the most optimal lineup possible. So your cash game lineups, you're going to play a lot of guys who are pretty chalky. I I don't recommend playing guys because they are the chalk. I'd still say play what you think is the most optimal lineup possible, but you just don't have to be worried about the ownership. Like, if your most optimal lineup possible is a bunch of guys that are 40%, that's all right. in cash, you should just be making whatever you think is the best lineup. And – the reason I brought that up is even in GPPs, I think a good lesson you can learn from last week is that there's a reason guys are chalk. Like, guys are chalk because they are underpriced for the situation they're in. They are in incredible spots to play. So, like, uh, don't go out there and just say, like, oh, I'm going to fade this guy just because he's chalk. I'm going to play someone else. Like, yes, you don't want to play all chalk in tournaments, but, like, you should be getting off the chalk if you think there's a better play. Or a player that you think is there's a reasonable percentage of the chance, uh, reasonable percentage of the time, could outstore the chalk player. Yeah, or like,
0: for example, if you're playing in a tournament, like so, like last week, let's first, let's say, let's say, one of the chalkies plays this week with James Conner, yeah, um, from the from the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, um, Le'Veon Bell's not there. So last week, it like at, across tournaments and cash games. He was being so talked about, he was so underpriced, everyone was playing him. But in that same situation, like in a tournament, if you didn't play him you because had no he had chance. such a good game, you you have no chance. So just because someone's chalk, you don't want to fade him in a tournament. You want to fade someone in a tournament if they're being talked about a lot, but you think there's a reasonable percent chance that he could not succeed. And I'll talk about a player that I have a, semi, like a, a little bit of a feeling on that this week. Um, who could be chalky, I'm probably still going to play him in cash, but I might go away from him in tournaments Um, because I, th- even though I think he's going to be oh, garner higher ownership, but I also think there's a good chance he just doesn't do well. So, like, you have to have a feeling, because if you just know a guy is going to do good, like, you have a really strong feeling, you just got to play him no matter what, because if you don't have him, he does well, you're going to be behind the- behind the ball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, the thing with Connor made it tough, too, um, it is a bit easier to fade chalk on really high-end players. Granted, there's a possibility, because they are high-end players, they could go nuts and, like, really ruin like your high day. price. you're talking. Yeah, like high price players, I would prefer to fade chalk there. Because, like, James Connor was chalked. He went nuts. But, like, he could have literally stored half as many points as he did and still have been an incredible play. Right. Like when you're talking, like uh, if there's a situation, like there's a couple of guys this week who are like nine K players, and chalked like for me to not play a player that's nine K and like it truly ruined my day because I didn't play him. Like he's gotta go up and put up like
0: literally thirty five points. Yeah, so let me let's let's talk about this a little bit because I know we're gonna get some listeners for football. We might get a little more listeners um and especially some newer players or even people that we know that don't that don't do a lot of dfs research. So, let's just so for a cash game, we're talking about a 50-50, a double up, a head to head um those are your main cash games, right? Yeah. Um so if we're talking about those kind of cash games where you're basically put $5 to win $5, um or maybe just slightly less 480 or whatever. Um What what when you're looking at a player's price, what are you hoping that they perform at? Normally, last week was an anomaly. (laughs) Yeah. But normally, let's say in a normal NFL week, what are we looking for in those players?
1: Yeah, trying to go back to last season a little bit. um, GPPs, you probably want to hit four X. I mean, if you hit two four X overall for your lineup, to put you around two hundred points. On average, week like that's in contention to take down a GPP. Right. Some weeks it's gonna be lower than that. Some weeks, like last week, I think, I mean, there was guys that almost at three. I think they're, they're the guy who took down the million maker at 300 points. But if you're in that 200 point, maybe a little higher in that range, you're probably gonna be able to take down GPP. So I'd say GPP, what guys did at four x upside. Yeah. Um, cash games, I would say three x is like for sure gonna put you in the cash, but realistically two and a half. realistically as I say probably about two and a half I'm still gonna try to shoot for three outs because I like to shoot for three outs may I miss a little low still cash but like, I'm pretty confident I mean last week just a terrible example for anyone who's new to football but if you're hitting 150 points which is three x on draftings, uh consistently I think you're definitely gonna end up in the green a lot more than that
0: right so and when he says the green he means cashing yeah Wait, ma- he means ma- making, making money. some money so Um, yeah, I, I, am along the same lines in cash. I'm like, I'm thinking when I look at a player that's, let's say $6,000, um, for your lineup, I need them to score 18 points. So, or in in, in any position, you're just timing it by three. If you think that they can get there in full point PPR, then you, you know, that's a good cash game play. So I think another reason that three outs is a good uh, thing to aim
1: for is, like, the odds of every single player that you play in your cash lineup all are going to hit that mark really aren't that good. No. But if a majority of your guys are hitting three outs and maybe a little higher, then it kind of averages out to that two and a half facts like you were saying when you have a
0: couple guys that might not perform as well as you thought. Right, because normally if, if you're playing in a cash game – you know, two and a half to three X, usually, it's not always. No. Like, it's not consistently the same. But I would say the average, if you take the average over the course of the season, that's going to be somewhere where it's around. So um, that's what you're shooting for. You don't want to play any, like, super risky guys in cash. And you don't want to, you know, in, in tournaments, you 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 have to play some Chuck usually, but you want to get a little contrarian in some areas and play some guys that are going to be lower owned so and they they're super risky you would never play them like if you need them to do something it's like this guy's either going to go nuts or he's going to score me like nothing like that that's the kind of tournament strategy so as well, as the weeks go on and and we think of more things we we'll definitely uh we'll definitely share more strategies and things of that nature but to start off this first NFL podcast I just want to kind of go over the basics yeah um i would
1: say and this might go a little long because we're doing that, too. But especially with football, uh, we might get some people that didn't even play golf when we were having podcasts and stuff. A lot of people, football is their introduction. So do you think it's important to go over stuff like that? Um, I don't know. Maybe every week If there's some things we pick up on that maybe common mistakes we're seeing people do and stuff. We'll we'll spend a few minutes beginning each pod and just kind of talk about some contest selection strategy stuff like we just did. Yeah, but, uh, Try hopefully get you guys
0: playing in the okay. right direction. And then one last thing I want to hit on too is when I say I'm playing sixty percent um, cash, forty percent um, tournaments or GPPs. That's of my the, that's like a percentage of the percentage of bankroll I'm playing. So let's say this is just an example. Let's say I have a hundred dollars. Let's just say I have a hundred dollars in my account. I would recommend playing somewhere between 10 to 15% of your bankroll. So let's say that's $15. dollars say 15% of $100 is $15. Just make it so 10 so the math's easy. No, okay, let's say, all right, we're playing 10% of my bankroll, I have $10. Yep. So then of that $10, I'm gonna play $6 in cash games, and I'm gonna play $4 in tournaments. And obviously, depending on how much you're playing, it can vary. I'm not taking my own advice this week because (laughs) I'm super amped up for football. I'm playing a lot, like way more than 10 to 15%. But if you want to not lose all your money every week, that's a good strategy. Also, I think we hit on it in a golf podcast, but if you didn't listen to it, I think a good strategy is have a set amount of money that you're okay with losing every month. Start with that. Then play 20% of that. If you want yeah. each week, 20 to 25% of it, right? Depending on how many weeks are in the month. Yeah, that's why if you lose every week, you you lose all your money, but you're okay with losing that. But then if you win, now you get to play a little bit more each week and then you can start building on that.
1: Yeah, a couple things I just want to hit on real quick before we do get into the week. Um, I know you said like, this is what I recommend pretty much, but it's not what I'm going to do. Uh, I think a big part of, uh, especially the NFL, is just trying to be recognizing, like, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, If you're someone who is just trying to, like, slowly build up that bankroll, so maybe you got more money come the next sports season that you're really into, then, yeah, stick to the 10% a week, stick to the 60-40 cash, be religious about it, and slowly but surely you build bankroll. Now, if you're someone who maybe isn't so actively trying to do that, and you're pretty comfortable and you're just like, hey, I don't care if I lose 100 bucks every week. All right, well then, yeah, you might just play 100 bucks in NFL and just enter a bunch of tournaments and you just care about winning that big prize. So just time identifying like what you're trying to do will um, make the entire season a lot more enjoyable for you.
0: I would recommend for sure, though, for every player, some, even if you want to build one lineup, at least submit that lineup in some sort of tournament. Give yourself... Oh, yeah. Give yourself that chance to win some some money because if you only – so it, it's happened to me. like It's some, literally happening
1: to me as we happy, do this podcast in baseball is yeah. I made the mistake and played a bunch of cash games tonight, didn't enter any tournaments, and I got a 9% pitcher out there just
0: absolutely dominating. Yeah, so basically what Eric is saying is he didn't play in any tournaments. He played in one like kind of tournament. He didn't play any like, large field tournaments. And he has a lineup that would have done really well in a large field tournament. And he only was playing in cash. So if you're playing all like double ups or head to heads or whatever you want to play, submit that lineup into some sort of single entry tournament, give yourself the chance to win some money. Cause if you, if you cash in a cash game, usually, and you, and it's a pretty good lineup, you score kind of a lot of points. You're at least going to probably min min cash in a tournament or just miss it. But like, you have the chance to do really well. So, like, please don't just play cash. I, I'm so against playing. I used to do that. Don't do that. Play at least one, a dollar. I don't care if you play a dollar in a, in a single-entry tournament. At least give yourself a chance at somewhat of a higher price.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Only thing I'll note, make sure if you're throwing your cash game lineup in a tournament, you're putting in a single-entry tournament
0: hundred percent. I'm huge on single entry tournaments because, uh, especially if you're only playing one lineup, there's no reason to try to go against the people that are playing multiple lineups.
1: Yeah. I mean, just generally speaking, uh, people are typically a little more chalky in single entry because they only get one entry. They're not going to do as crazy as they will in 150 entries. So the odds of your cash game lineup doing well in a tournament are dramatically higher in a single entry. Right. All right, well, let's get – How I don't even know how long it's been. Oh, geez, um, I, I've been drinking. Um, let's just apologize now. Uh, being that we're already at 23 minutes, uh, this pod is going to be very long. Uh, I,
0: have a, I have a pro tip. Pro tip, you made it 23 minutes in this podcast. Switch us to 1.5 speed. It will make this podcast under an hour for you because we're going over an hour this time. But switch it to 1.5 speed on your, on your app. It will sound fine, and you'll be able to understand us and you'll get through the pod much faster.
1: Yeah, and typically we will keep this to about an hour. Um, yeah.
0: just, we're just so amped up. NFL turn. So we're we're excited about this. I thing. just, You know, I just want SWS, Swimming with Sharks. This is the season we're going to – I mean, we dominated in golf. To be honest, like when I was looking back at our, some of the calls we made, literally we told you we we recommended the winner four out of five weeks. Literally. That's insane. And we're only going to be better in football. So, listen to us, and we're going to try to make you guys some money. All right. So let's do in the week one. Um, All right. I'm
1: ready. We're, we're going to do it a little bit different. Obviously, golf and football are two different sports. Um, golf, we kind of went down tiers of what players and the price order. Uh, football is a little different. Uh, we're going to go game by game. I think that'll be best, too, because it'll kind of let us discuss, like, the actual game itself and how we could possibly see the game playing out, which will lead you to which plays you think are best from a DFS perspective as well. So uh, without further ado, the first game we have up here is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, This game has a 44 total. Philly's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, looks like there's a chance a little bit of precipitation, but nothing crazy. Uh, Mike, I'll let you start off.
0: Uh, Who do you like on this Philly side? Well, let's let me just say, if I was a betting man and during football season, I would bet the under on this game. Um, Both, I think. Last last week's uh, game with Tampa Bay and New Orleans was a complete and utter just random game. They suck. In Philly, Nick Foles, even though he has a he has a big man thing. (laughs) <laughs> as every as his team states after they won the Super Bowl, um, he sucks. So Jai sucks. This team sucks. I don't know how they won the Super Bowl to be honest. Um, but if I'm gonna have to, if I'm gonna play anyone on this, I have I have. Uh, I guess should we go like GBP and cash plays? Yeah, I All mean, right. let's. I don't think there's anyone here you're playing in cash, right? I think Nelson Aguilar is an okay cash play. I mean, last week he had like eight catches for like I don't know twenty six yards I don't that's a lie he had like not a lot of yards and a lot of catches he's very just uh, Nick Foles just throws to him like he in did the look slot good, though. yeah I think you know in a cash game if you just need it if he's six point one k it's I could easily see him getting eight catches for a hundred yards eight catches for and right
1: yeah I'll just time on that real quick um. I don't mind Nelson Aguilar, I guess, but from looking at other plays, like if you're in cash games, there's more optimal plays in that yeah. price range. Okay, but
0: I'm just if we're gonna be talking about just this game, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna mention Absolutely. Nelson Aguilar. I think he's a fine cash play. And then if you're playing in a GPP, um I think I think I have two plays actually. Corey Clement. Um yep. Darren Sproles got ruled out for this game. I didn't really like Corey Clement in the last game. He didn't look that good, but he's his he's they were playing all three running backs. This week I think he's have more opportunity. He could he's three point five, he's three point five k. You could throw him in there as a as a flyer in a GPP. And I also think that Zach Ertz will probably go low owned. Everyone's going low, uh, um, paying down for, paying down for their tight ends. So if you're playing in a GPP and you want to fit Zach Ertz in there, you can be contrarian and you know Zach Ertz showed last year he could just score a ton of points. All
1: right, yeah and. I'll be honest, uh, I'm going to try to keep some of my opinions on some of these teams pretty brief, because I'd rather spend a little bit more time uh, discussing some of the more interesting options. I'm not playing anyone on the Eagles this week. Okay. I, I Not in cash, not in GP. I mean, maybe Corey Clement, just because of a price thing, but
0: outside of that, I just realistically, I'm probably not playing the Eagles. All right. Well, I'm going to say, I guess if we want to keep it like that, like... This would not be the game that I'm gonna target. So yeah, let's just say cash games. I think Nelson Aguilar is fine. GPPs, those are my picks. If you're gonna play this game, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then if I had any more, any more GPP plays in this, it would just be Chris Godwin. I think he's super well, good.
1: I was just saying, I do have a little bit of interest in Tampa side. I was just talking more of the Eagles. Okay. Um, Paint barber is so cheap, I could see it. I'm not going to go there, but if someone had a, if they liked paint barber at 4k, I could get it from a GPP perspective. Um, Mike Evans actually looked really good last week. Uh, I believe it was seven catches on eight targets. Or I know, I know he almost had all of his targets caught. I right. actually, Eric, let's just skip this. This game sucks. It does suck. Don't play this game. No, I think there is some GPP like – Mike Evans in a GPP lineup would be fine. Sure. I think him and Chris Godwin and Peyton Barber is are fine, but – Chris Godwin's the only guy that's maybe cash playable. Just uh, as a price.
0: Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Jackson's been injured all week. He just started practicing. He's he's a little bit hobbled. Um, Chris Godwin already out-snapped him last week and is just a better player than Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, that'll Jackson. continue, I think. So – yeah, I like Chris Godwin, especially moving forward, and I definitely don't mind him this week. If you if you need, if you you need want a 4.6 thousand receiver, you need to squeeze someone in there, you could do worse.
1: All right, let's down on that same though. Houston at Tennessee, same out of 43.5 total. Houston's two and a half point favorites. Um, not crazy about this team, but I think there's definitely a little bit more to talk to from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I will start us off on this one. Uh Lamar Miller uh was pretty interested in him uh due to some injury news that we will get to on one of the later games. There's now a running back in the exact same price range I'm a lot more interested in than him. Um I think DeAndre Hopkins is always fine. Uh just due to a large volume, he's gonna get. Uh, I'm not a Sean Watson guy. A lot of people are. Uh he takes a lot of sets. He's gonna have some really good games, but he's gonna have some really bad names too. Um Actually, the most interested I am of anyone that involves Houston would be the Houston defense, which I believe is 2,600 this week. That's correct. Um, Mariota is not healthy. Uh, I think he's going to play, but I saw a quote from the coach saying he wouldn't rule out the possibility of playing multiple quarterbacks this week even. So anytime a coach is saying that, it means the quarterback's definitely not even near 100%. Honestly, I'm not afraid of Mariota when he is healthy. If he's hurt, sign me up for Tetson's defense at huge savings and see if we can have
0: a big week with it. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Hopkins is always in play if you can fit him in there. I'm not a huge fan of paying paying that high for receiver this week, Um, but he's always in play. Um, I'm not a huge Lamar Miller fan. I think kind of sucks. Alfred Blue I think looked better than him last week when he came in. Um, so I'm I'm off on the Houston side, but I love their defense. He I would say cash. It's a it's definitely a cash defense for me because they're so cheap, and I just think they're going to give Mariota fits and sack him a bunch. And JJ Watt and uh, J- and Van Clowney are just going to have a field day. I think on him so. Um, and you'll probably see Blaine Gabbert in this game, and then he'll throw a bunch of picks, dude. I I just I can't I can't with the Tennessee Titans right now. They're
1: just yeah, not
0: that good. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't even want anything to do with the running backs. I mean, Dion Lewis outsnapped Derrick Henry and outplayed him. But it's a committee. I could randomly see Derrick Henry this week being the guy who com- has a huge game. I mean, I didn't actually get a chance to watch that game. I did hear Derrick Henry had a yeah a very long touchdown. It to called back on a hold, he did. so he might have. Played a little better in
0: the bot stores, would show you. But yeah, I just I'm not interested. I'm not inter- I'm not interested either. Um, I I think if you're gonna play anyone this game, it's Hopkins, and then I mean Will Fuller is always a GPP flyer. Yeah, GPP, you GPP flyer anytime he catches field. He can he can just burn some. He can
1: go four catches for 130 and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean he has terror. He has stone hands, and but he's really fast, and you know he's act he's gonna be active this week. Deshaun Watson has shown he's liked him in the past, so. If You want to throw him in there, he's only he's five point three K. Yeah, he's too expensive. Don't play don't play him. All, <laughs> All right. right. Let's see. Next game. We are at the Colts and the Redskins. This is a forty eight and a half total. Uh, Washington is favored by five and a half. Um, there's a slight chance of rain. Um, not 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 a not a ton. I mean it might it might be a little wet um, come mid game, but Nothing crazy. This total's actually risen a little bit since yeah. the beginning of the week. That's one so.
1: thing I wanted to mention.
0: Yeah, so I think that um, the sharp, uh, the really sharp
1: sports betters in Vegas uh, must be hitting the over because it's climbing slowly. Yeah. So
0: let's start. Uh, I'm going to start out here on the uh, Indianapolis side. We're going to start on the, on the away team here. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. So about that side. Um. I think, to be honest, I like I like Ryan Grant a little bit. If you want to play, if you need a cheap receiver in cash, uh, he had I think eight, uh, nine targets last week and like seven catches somewhere around there. He was pretty good, um, and he's only four point three k. Other than that, I mean Jack Doyle's four k. I think there's better tight ends, but if you have the money, Jack the Doyle's titles. a good play. Jack Doyle's always a good cash play. Um, you know, you can get crazy with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's still only 6.2K. Yeah. And, and if you want to play, the total's risen. If you want to play him in a GPP, sure. There's Definitely value. not cash.
1: Yeah, uh, I have no interest in Indy from cash perspective. Uh, Jet Doyle would be the only guy, maybe, but I think there's just better plays even in cash. Uh, GPP perspective, uh, as long as Andrew Luck and T.Y. and are sitting at these prices, like, I have no problem just. If you're playing like multiple
0: them. lineups, firing them up I'm on one. I like them, so but the only thing that scares me a little bit is even like – so I here's a good thing. So I watch a lot of um, game film during the week and a lot of like uh, um, coaches tape and stuff on players that I'm wondering about on NFL Game Pass. Andrew Luck, his arm's not all there. He nope. even admitted it after the game. He's not, he's not 100, his arm is not 100%. He doesn't have that zip on the ball. T. Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck are a little scary, but for a GPP, they are in play. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not a hundred percent. So he was a checkdown artist last week.
1: Yeah, you know what I hope happens. That's this why week? I like Ryan Grant. Getting a little off topic here. I hope Andrew Luck and T. Y. Hilton play really bad this week. I hope their prices go down. Are they at home next week? I hope they play bad until they're at home, and so their prices keep dropping. And the first game they're on the turf, I'm just I'm playing Andrew Luck and T. Y. Hilton in at least the lineup. And just, is the T.Y. Hill and Andrew Luck numbers on turf are just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm around with it. But right. getting over to Washington, I think there's um maybe a little bit more
0: interest here. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're so, getting some pretty boring games right off the bat. But. Well, okay, so Redskins. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, he looked good last week. He's old as shit, but he's Adrian Peterson. His price is fair. His price is fair. He's 5.5K. He's playing against a terrible Indianapolis defense. Um, I could definitely see firing him up. Chris Thompson don't play him last week he had 11 touches he had five rushes and six catches and he scored 25 draftkings points um, no thank you uh, that's he's not gonna he's not gonna sustain that value and he's almost 6k no thanks um, and then other than that Jordan Reed while he's healthy you can always play him terrible like terrifying proposition because he could literally he could literally get hurt and retire in the same game. Yeah, I mean. So in a GPP, I'm fine with him. I played him in cash last week. I mean, his price has gone up enough that I'm not
1: nearly as interested as I was last week. Yeah, he went up a whole. He went up a thousand. Yeah, and he had a decent game. I think he scored 12 draft points at 4K for tight end. That's fine. Sure. At 5K, that's not cutting it. Well, plus Jordan Reed literally could get tapped and retire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will mention one thing. I have, I mean, obviously do a lot of research. I check sites, try to see where the industry's uh, going as far as plays. I have heard some people mention ellitt smith is like a gpp play mostly i think is how bad indy is i don't have any interest in it don't really agree with it so um adrian Peterson be the guy i'd be most interested in
0: there and i'm not that interested so i think i mean i think he's a fine play um might as well ride him while he's still not uh retired yeah him and george dude this is the retirement team <laughs> Like, Josh Jackson's probably going to retire after this year because he sucks. He's, like, in his third year. Yeah, but he sucks. Jordan Reed <laughs> and Vernon Davis. Well, Jordan Reed's going to retire because he has CTE, and he's probably going to just uh, – I'm worried about off. that guy. Really Ver- am. Vernon Davis is going to retire because he's, like, 65 years old. Alex Smith is, like, sneakily, like, almost 40 years old. He's probably going to retire. All right. All right. That's
1: enough, though. Let's do that same. game. I, I'm not even crazy about this team, but I have some interest, and then we get some good games after that. So let's get through this Nets one. Okay. Uh, we got the Vikings at the Packers. Total of 44. Minnesota well, is a five-and-a-half-point
0: favorite. Well, we'll see. I They actually took this game off the Las Vegas books because they don't know if Rodgers is going to play, so we don't actually have a total. All right. I did
1: not know it got taken off the books. I will assume... The numbers I have at 44 and 5.5 and Minnesota favorites would be reflective of Rodgers playing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I don't see any way Minnesota's not more than a 5.5-point favorite if Deshaun Kaisers playing quarterback yeah. against their defense. Maybe. I
0: don't know if Minnesota's that big of a favorite with Rodgers playing. But, anyways, know. you can take the Vikings to start. Do you like anyone on the Vikings?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's some guys here who are fine. Um, I think it's all GPP plays. Yeah, I agree. No one in Tash. All their prices are just a little... If I was going to put anyone from this team in Tash, it'd probably be Delvin Took. I think he's a GPP play. No, I'm saying if I had the if I had to play someone in Tash. But yeah, I think they're all GPP plays. Delvin Took's cheap enough. He's got the ceiling at 6,500. I uh, have a huge game. Um, Kirk Cousins, he's just more expensive than some other guys I'd be interested in, and yeah, I mean, the receivers are just kind of... I feel like everyone's just priced appropriately, and I'm like you, not much interest from a cash perspective. Nope. And
0: it's interdivisional game. I'm huge on interdivisional games. I think they're always... That most of the time, they tend to be more low-scoring. For some reason, when teams play each other in the division, players just step up, and it's like this big rivalry. I just... It, they're always they're always kind of – I mean, obviously, there are some shootouts, but I feel like a lot of times there's, like, slugfest So, um, on the Packers side, obviously, all this depends on if Aaron Rodgers plays.
1: Yeah.
0: If Aaron Rodgers plays, um, he's only 6.8K. I mean, he's That's a GPP cheap play. I don't see
1: – I'm not going to play him even at that price if he's playing. Um, I know it's – I mean, it's kind of cheap, but, I mean, like – I'd rather just play Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, like some other guys we'll get to later who are healthy. Because it doesn't sound like even if he plays, he is going to be 100%. And, well, here's the one thing. If
0: Aaron Rodgers plays, the one guy I'm interested in on this team in for DraftKings is Randall Cobb. And yeah, He's 4.6. He scored 32 DraftKings points last week, or 37, somewhere in there. And uh, he was by far the second looked at receiver. He had 10 targets. Randall Cobb, they don't... DraftKings locks in their pricing like Sunday afternoons. Sunday evenings. Yeah, but before the Sunday night game. Yeah, all right. Pretty much their pricing was already set before the game completed. Right. So Randall Cobb is underpriced at 4.6 if Rodgers plays. I think he is a really good low-priced receiver if you're looking for someone.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um, If Rodgers is playing... Uh, he's going to be in my cash game lineup, I assume, most likely. Uh, just has a price flexibility he offers you, and I'm really high on him as well. Uh, if Rogers doesn't play, I would say probably moves him still into the GPP category, uh, just because, I mean, you saw it last week. He can get a pass that's not that far and take it to the house. Um, so hopefully he'd still be in the GPP category. <laughs> For sure, and uh, that's really interesting. Having Green Bay out there and Jimmy Graham for uh, my seasonal team, uh, I need a touchdown this week so get
0: done. That's right. So, wait, I have a question. Oh, we're still okay. We're still in the one PMs. So, okay, now can we start getting a little bit excited? Because yeah. uh, now we're getting in some good names. All right, so we got Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints, forty-nine point total. Saints are favored by nine and a half. Uh, they have a 29 point uh, team implied total compared to 19 almost 20 from the browns this is one of the highest um, totals on the entire slate and I will start it off I mean obviously this game is going to be super popular um, the Browns actually showed really well last week I mean they uh, they aren't going under they aren't going defeated this year they already have a tie <laughs> tie in with the Steelers which to be honest, it's pretty impressive they tied the Steelers week yeah, one. Yeah, it um, Regardless of conditions. I mean, last year in those conditions, they would have just got blown out. Um, if I'm looking at the Browns this week, I do have interest in Tyrod Taylor at 5.9. I think his rushing floor is so high. I think this total is crazy. Um, t- t- crazy high. I think he can – yeah, I, def- I definitely think he can score 18-plus points. So I like Tyrod Taylor. Jarvis Landry at 6.3K is a monster. He had 15 targets last week, and he's playing in the slot. He's not going to get Marcus Lattimore, so he has a really good shot. Um, Josh Gordon, he's starting this week. He's he's 5.8K. It's Josh Gordon. Obviously, he hasn't shown a ton, but he scored last week. He's still big. He's still fast. He's still chiseled out of his mind. (laughs) He can definitely still score. And then lastly, I'll steal your thunder, Eric, because I like him too. David Njoku, 3K. He's he's the value guy. The Saints don't have any linebackers. So who's covering David Njoku, who's a physical specimen? Yeah, I mean, I'll start there. And I was looking at how numbers on him, too,
1: because last year a huge issue he had was he just wasn't on the field enough. Uh, This week, that wasn't the case. Uh, He... Played 88% of snaps, I believe it was. Uh, look at it right here. Yeah, 88% of snaps. Uh, he saw seven targets. He didn't get much done with them, but I mean seven targets for a guy that you're talking about being 3K and athletic in the red zone. Like That's definitely enough that he can get the job done. And let's face it, um, the Saints defense just didn't look very good last week. Um, obviously, I don't think they're that bad, but they didn't look good. At the end of the day. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I agree with you. Um He's definitely my next uh, favorite player on this team. like him more than Josh Jordan's. He's going to be in the slot. Um, he's actually played football recently, consistently. And um, I think is going to be out on Gordon a lot. Landry's going to be in that slot getting
0: some weaker coverage. Did you watch um, Hard Knocks at all? I did not. I'm not a Hard Knocks guy. Okay, so Hard Knocks is awesome. I highly recommend you watching. The Browns was probably one of the best seasons of Hard Knocks. I almost bought a Jarvis Landry jersey because of hard knocks because he is the leader of that team and his catchphrase is bless him. So every time last week when I was watching that game, every time Jarvis Landry caught a ball, which he caught a lot of them last week, I was just like, bless him. Yeah. Bless him. I kind of knew about that. Like, I don't
1: even, I've never watched a single episode of hard knocks ever. And I knew about the bless him thing because literally just everyone's been talking about it. So like, I know a lot of people are liking Landry because of that. Um, I'm not a Tyrod Taylor guy, but at the same time, I'm trying to at it from a perspective of, like, it's in a game
0: that should be high scoring. I like Njoku. I like Landry. He's like, also one of the lowest turnover makers in the uh, in the quarterback position at, in all of football.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying from a perspective, like, if I like this tight end, I like this quarterback, and I think the game's going to be high— or I like this receiver and tight end, and I think it's going to be a high-storing game— And I admit the quarterback has a really solid rushing floor. Like, maybe when the the numbers are in front of me, like, it's kind of impossible that I should have no interest in the quarterback if I like both those weapons and admit that he can rush the ball
0: well. I have no interest in this running game. All three backs are used? No. No, thank you. I'm I'm out. Okay. New Orleans side. I'll take the New Orleans side. It's really easy. Um, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, all – All can be played if you can fit them in your lineup. Go ahead, play them. Like they're all good. Yeah, those three. I'm not gonna
1: even get into it much. They're all absolute superstars. They all are in consideration for playing all formats. Um, GPP flyers. Maybe if you get some interest in some of these other Saints receivers. I I don't. No,
0: I think it's Ted Ginn, or Bust. You're playing Ted Ginn, and you can if you really need a cheap guy who can maybe score you some points, a flyer, your boy. Take it away, Eric. Benjamin Watson? Yep. I wasn't even going to mention him, to be honest. Well, the Browns have
1: no linebackers also. No, so. and I get that, and I like him but the thing is, like, I liked them last week, too, super cheap, but, like, I'd rather just play in joke dude this week
0: in the same game. True, for $400 cheaper. Cheaper. Yep. All right, so that game is super high scoring. You could totally stack that game if you want. Um, go ahead, I'm not going to yell at you.
1: Yeah, but if you really want to stack a game. Well, this game that everyone's going to be stacking. Let's get to the big one, that every single person that plays any form of fantasy football knows that this game's going to be going crazy. We have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 54 total from Vegas, which is by far and away the highest of any game on the slate. And Pittsburgh's only a five-point favorite, so they're expecting some fireworks on both sides of the football. Um, I'll just start this one off real quick by saying a majority of these still-position players you can't really go wrong with. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill are all really, really good plays. Um, I do have some skepticism about Kareem Hunt, not the player. But um, if this really gets into passing, I think you kind of saw it last week. Uh, I have some concerns that Andy Reid just forgets to run the football some games. And when the passing game is clicking, he does want to just keep
0: on going with it. Um, Is there any concern there for you, Mike? I don't think you can play Kareem Hunt in cash. Um, I think it's a little too risky. But I love him as a GPP play. He's probably one of my top gpp plays because this game is 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 has such a high total and the everyone seems to hate cream hunt including his coach sometimes yeah. um, it's I, weird but i do think cream hunt it, he is he's too cheap for his talent he's 6.2k he's last year he led the league in rushing yeah he's way too cheap. he's too cheap for his talent and he had a bad week last week. Guess what? Newsflash: Running backs have bad weeks all the time. Um, maybe they just want to showcase Patty Mahomes. This is Patty Mahomes' first game on the road, so I could see them maybe leaning a little bit more on the run because they don't want to they don't want to put as much pressure on him on the road in Pittsburgh. Well, here's also a
1: thing to go with that too from last week. They're throwing it a lot, but it was working. Like you're not going to just like if you're sling the ball and like you're second-year quarterback, but new quarterback stuff. I was about to have four touchdown passes. Tyree kills, just storing touchdowns all over the place. Like, It's not going to be working like that. All of a sudden, you're just going to be like, oh, um, yeah, we're just going to stop doing that. Right. And that's never going to happen. And that is my fear that there are going to be games like that this year. Um, I agree with you, not a cash play. Uh GPP perspective, too, like here's where Kareem Hunt ends up doing really well. Like a scenario which Kansas City jumps out in a lead. And because Pittsburgh's offense is just so staffed, like they're just trying to burn out the clock and play keep way and just feeding the ball to Kareem Hunt with the lead. And if you're talking GPP, like you just run that back with all these awesome pass catchers on Pittsburgh. And like if that game strip plays out that way, like you're
0: going to be putting up some huge points. Yep. On the Pittsburgh side, it's your normal cast of people. Yeah. Big Ben, he's at home so you can play him because he sucks on the road. James Conner, the chalk of the week, again, you're just going to eat it and just play him in every lineup. i say 100% of your lineups, you probably should have your James Conner, unless you're playing, like, an insane amount of lineups. Yeah, I mean, if
1: you're playing, like, 150, don't go all in. But if I was even playing 20 lineups, I'd probably
0: be doing all in James Conner. Yeah, like, I would just put him in every lineup. Um, Antonio Brown, obviously, he's the best receiver in the league. And then... My favorite play of the week, my lock button player in any lineup I play, is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju is so good at football that I think this is, like he already broke out last year. I think this year is going to be even bigger, and I love him. So he is 6.4K. He is my Mike Carl's swimming with sharks hammerhead of the week. That's, that's a new thing. He's my Hammerhead Player of the Week. Hammer, all right. We just made that up literally right now.
1: But Off uh, the top of my head. He's my Hammerhead Player of the Week. All right, I'm about to find myself a Hammerhead Player for the Week. I'll think of someone before this is over. But, um, yeah, don't get cute, Pittsburgh. Uh, if there's one thing that Pittsburgh taught us, like the players they like, their usage rates are insane. Just think back to Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in the last few years. Uh, James Conner and Tony Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, all great plays, all doing a lot of work. Uh, it's honestly just going to be which way the touchdown, touchdowns fall as far as which ones are the best plays. Uh, just to mention James Conner real quick, some of you guys might have played last week. His price jumped $2,200. Obviously, that's an insane amount for a player to jump. Uh, don't let it stare you off. He's still too cheap. He's still underpriced based off of what his role is in this offense. Uh, I know Tomlin mentioned a few times they weren't going to change the offense if Bell didn't show up. I kind of completely wasn't buying into
0: it until I saw week one. They literally changed nothing. Yep. I mean, Connor was a beast. He had some he had good runs. 36 touches. Yeah, he was He He was. He was a monster. But um, stack that game Yeah, um, for sure. I don't think you should play a lineup that does not have exposure in that game. Yeah, you should at least have someone in that game. Uh, Connor should be in your lineup probably. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game. Miami and the Jets, boring-ass <laughs> game, 43-point total. Uh, Jets are favored by three. I'm going to keep it simple. I like Kenny Stills on the Dolphins' side. Um, he's 5.7K. I think he's their best receiver. And I like Quincy Inunua on the Jets' side because he's basically a glorified tight end, and he had a really good week last week, and he's only 4.7K. Other than that, I literally hate everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know much else. I'm not playing anyone at Miami. Don't play this game. I like Kenny Stills last week. He's too expensive for me this week. Um, Quincy Noon was a good play, just as you said. He's cheap. Sam Darnold seemed like you really liked him last week. Uh, I was reading some of the comments he made about him.
0: It sounds like he's got a borderline man crush on the guy. Well, and then also, if we remember back, and this is going back a little bit, but Quincy Noon was hurt all last year. But going into last year he was being talked about as like a breakout candidate because the year prior he started to he break out. Solid. Yeah. He started to break out um, two years ago and they lost, they lost a bunch of players last year and everyone was talking about Quincy new one and then he got lost for the season. So he's not just coming out of nowhere. Like he was relevant two years ago and was supposed to be really good last year and just suffered a, an injury. So he's, it's not like this guy's just a nobody. He's actually good. I like him. Yeah, I think it's legit. I think if he stays healthy, just judge
1: off the chemistry you saw with Sam Donald, um, I don't think he's going to have some ridiculous season by any means, but I think you're going to get some pretty consistent production out of him. And at someone under 5K, it's all you're kind of
0: looking for. Yeah, and to tell you anything, I mean, their tight ends are so bad that I don't even know who they are. Neil Sterling and Eric Tomlinson. I know Eric Tomlinson. Dude, I, was he related to Ladamian?
1: I don't think so. I
0: don't know. Who but, the fuck they are. All right, I'm not all play, right.
1: running backs real quick on Jets. Uh, just tap on it. Right, both sides really. Uh, I like Kenny and Drake as a player. I'm not playing him this week. Uh, Jets running backs. I think Crowell and Powell this year are going to be nightmares over which one stores more on a weekly basis. Uh, they have to be a lot cheaper than that
0: for me to be interested. I think they're fine, like season long plays in a flex, but I'm not playing them in in, in DraftKings. Yep. All, all right. right. Uh, next game Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, this is a forty-four point total. Uh, Atlanta is favored by six, which is a little surprising to me. I would probably is that updated. What? I
1: don't yeah. know if that's updated with the Freeman being out news.
0: Uh,
1: I don't know how much Freeman moves it. I'm not a Vegas expert. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, this you. is
0: updated. I don't know if Vegas has updated it, but I don't show Devonta Freeman as um, okay. in the lineup in this. Um, I think it's that's a weird line. I would probably just take the Panthers plus six, or I think the Panthers could easily win this game. Yeah, I do too. Um, so on the on the cash game side, on the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Greg Olson's out. The dude averages like uh, eight catches or something. It's 8.1. 8.1 catches um, every time Greg Olson was out of the lineup last year. Um, he cost 7000 so you're getting over 1x just off his catches. That's no yards, um, so I really do like Christian McCaffrey, uh, and then that's that's about it in cash. I like if you wanna if you wanna throw in some uh, Devin Funches, he's gonna be he's gonna get a lot of. Last year was the same thing, like he was. This is the same situation as last year. He was their number one nice. receiver. Greg Olson was hurt, and yeah. he finished the season I think as like a like a high-end like wide receiver two season long, so he has value.
1: Yeah, what I was going to say is Devin Funchess is the other guy who gets the big bump from Greg Olsen. You know, I don't have the numbers straight in front of me, but... He, he had 24% of the target share. Yeah, he kind of fills that role, because Devin Funches isn't a burner on the sidelines. He was lines. a tight end in college for our home
0: team, Michigan.
1: Yeah, yeah he ain't burning it on the sidelines. But uh did want to hand Christian McCaffrey real quick. Uh, another thing to add in is... Atlanta was the worst team in the entire NFL uh, stopping receptions for running backs last year. So, like, this is honestly with uh, Olson being out, playing Atlanta, Atlanta's got some injuries and guys that might be covering running backs to begin with. Like, this seems like the perfect storm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Mettaffrey literally caught 10 passes this week. And I think, like, the floor is, like, six. So, like, it, like hearing you say it out loud at time you realize, like, if you have a running back at 7K and, like, you're projecting, like, the floor at, like, six receptions and then he's also get the most carries on the team, like, it's almost, like, impossible not to say this guy should be a lock in your cash games. because I feel like there's just no way he doesn't store you at least 15 fantasy points, which yeah. is, like... Not a great game, but like even in cash games, like that's not killing you. And like the upside in this matchup for Christian McCaffrey is absolutely nuts. Yeah, like he could literally catch like 10-11 passes, he have like hundred and sixty all-purpose yards, and score two touchdowns. Yeah, he could five six x. Yeah, he could go nuts. But um, the other guy you did mention, um, I think Cam Newton's just always in play in fantasy football, uh, just because the rushing touchdown upside. I'm not gonna be playing him this week, but. He's another guy, kind of like Tyrod. The floor is just there, especially last week. I don't know if you got to watch that game. He was running like crazy. Like, like, I know they had kind of made a sense of uh, a strategy to maybe not run him as much last year. But I watched him last week. They were calling designed runs. He was scrambling Like, it's clear. Like, running Cam Newton is in full action this year. But that's all I really got for him. Nothing too crazy. We'll jump over to Atlanta. Uh,
0: Tevin Coleman, Chalk of the Week, right? Uh yeah, Devonta Freeman's out. Uh, Tevin Coleman last year when uh, Freeman did not play, averaged I think 19 carries, uh, averaged over 100 all-purpose yards, averaged about a touchdown. I mean, at 5.3k his average last year when Freeman didn't play was over 3x. Yeah. Um, I he like in a cash game you're probably playing him. Uh, and then. I think the only other play here is Julio Jones. I mean, he went for 300 on this team last year.
1: Yeah, and and mainly don't have it right in front of me for Julio. This guy kills zone coverage. And I remember hearing about last year, I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's just a matchup thing or whatever. And then he goes for like 300. And then there was some other team last year where he did like, not 300, but something crazy. Like something to keep an eye on all year. If he's playing against a team that plays primarily zone coverage, uh, play Julio. He kills him.
0: I got nothing else, so I okay. agree with what you said. All right, uh, Chargers at the Bills, forty-two and a half total. Chargers are favored by seven and a half. So, all right, I think I think all of your Chargers are in play. If you're going to play them, you can play all the Chargers. You can play Phillip. play Melvin Gordon, play Keenan Allen. Um, if you want in GPPs, play the William brothers, Tyrell and Mike. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like all the Chargers, and don't even don't touch a, if, if you play a bill, you're losing. Yeah, don't play a bill. Uh, chargers chargers D. Chargers D. Certainly, play expensive, but, but in cash you can play them.
1: Yeah, I mean they just suffered really bad last week. Buffalo's terrible. Uh, Josh Allen's first start. Like, yeah, play Chargers D if you want. Um, talk about uh, wow! Almost did it for the first time. Uh, talking about Los Angeles Chargers, not San Diego. Um, I have serious concern. The teams to get really out of hand. And that's why I'm not interested in Phillip Rivers or Allen this week. I, I know it's hard to predict blowouts in the NFL because there's so much parity. And even if there is a blowout, like Phillip Rivers should toss two touchdowns to TNL and it works out anyways. But like, I don't know. Like, I just have zero respect
0: at all. For the Bills, I think they're just absolutely trash. Well, hey, Stevie Johnson, you remember him? Yeah. Stevie Johnson from the Bills is leading the Bills charge this week, so maybe it fires him up. <laughs> oh, no. I follow him on Twitter. The dude has a good social media pre- Um, He said he's going to put some fans through some tables this week because that's what the Bills do. They just put each other through tables. Wait, hold on. What do you mean they put each other through tables? You've never seen Bills Mafia? I have not. Oh, dude. This is insane. The Bills are the craziest fan base. They're, they're tailgates. They fight each other and put each other through, like, tables, like wrestling. Dude, this sounds like our Lions need to start doing. There's some entertainment, at dude, least. Like, people literally get put through tables. Like, a lot of tables get broken before Bills games.
1: <laughs> and we, need,
0: people, we need to make it to Buffalo, man. Yeah, it's they have one of the nutty, nuttiest tailgates you'll ever see. But the, But Stevie Johnson is leading the charge. It doesn't matter. They're they're not they're not going to do well, but they no. are home. The Chargers ha- historically have not played well on the East Coast. Yep. Phillip Rivers isn't that great in the East Coast, so it could stay a little bit closer. But Melvin I think, Gordon's a good play. I yeah, Melvin Gordon's a great play, and yeah. I can't I can't tell anyone not to play Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen because honestly, they could honestly just hook up for three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean they're in play any week. Yeah, um, but yeah, the Bills suck, so don't play them. All right, let's move on because that game's not going to be fun to watch. Um, this next one's this probably one, not either. No, <laughs> this one's not going to be fun to watch either. This is the other blowout. The Cardinals versus the Rams, 44.5 total. The Rams are favored by 13, which I think is insane. This, this is teams a, a lot in all right, the NFL. I, I, yes, I don't
1: follow Vegas lines every week of
0: every season to
1: keep track of where they're at and stuff. I don't think I've ever seen 13. Yeah, it's it's a high number. <laughs> like, it's obnoxious. I would probably take the Cardinals in this. Yeah, I mean, like, the
0: NFL, like, 13, like, that's a lot of points. But, I mean. You have to win by 14. Yeah. Like, you have to win by two full touchdowns. 13 is a blowout, and you push. The the Rams could, though. Yeah, I mean, they could, for sure. Um, I'm not playing any single player on the Arizona side. Nope. Okay, you can throw David Johnson in a GPP, but he has a back injury that he's been nursing this week. But in a GPP, he's going to be super low-owned. He could get a lot of catches. Um, the Rams running backs, the Ra- la- the Rams linebackers aren't that good. Their front, their front four is amazing. Their linebackers aren't great. So David Johnson could catch a lot of balls. I mean, I think Jalen Richard caught like 10 passes last week. I got one play kind of based off what you're thinking. Uh, I'm not playing David
1: Johnson. Um, Richie Seals-Jones probably isn't a bad GPP play. Yeah. I mean, they got torched by Jared Cook last week. He's 2.9. Uh, it's very clear with the Rams defense. Uh, the corners are so good. It kind of funnels everything to the middle of the field. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, pretty athletic guy. I mean, stupid cheap price, $2,900. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Ricky Seals-Jones would have a pretty big game here on Total necessity. Total GPP line.
0: Yeah, don't play, play him in cash. Total GPP play, but I think it's viable. Uh, Rams, I think, obviously, Tag Gurley, if you can fit him in there, he's a great play. Um, and then I really like Brandon Cooks this week. Brandon Cooks had about like what two hundred, not two hundred, but probably like a hundred yards in pass interference. Yeah, he had a week. couple really big ones. Um, Brandon Cooks is one of the fastest players in the NFL. He has, I think, three straight thousand yard seasons. He's a, one of the most untalked about best receivers in the league. Um, and in mm-hmm. le- last week, they showed that they want that they that they are going to get him involved and. Sean McVay is the best coach in football. I mean.
1: You know what's interesting to me is I know there's a lot of talk uh, preseason like Woods, Toots, and Cup, how would they all work together as far as Dawson through reads, targets for all of them. I think I saw I think it was 8, 9, and 9 was the target distribution, which I think it, it only been 8, 8, 9. It was within one of all three of them. And I think that kind of just speeds volumes as far as Sean McVay. Like, this guy is an absolute genius. He's going to get everyone the ball. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him. Where he remembered exact plays. Dude, they were asking him, like, third and three at the 47 with, like, five minutes in this quarter with this team that you coached four years ago. What play did you run? And he was just naming them up. Like, this is, like, it was insane to yeah. watch, like, how smart this guy is when it comes to football. It was absolutely insane. But, yeah, anyone – in this offense, I always go off. Uh, Todd Gurley is the only guy I really have interest in. And to be honest with you, probably uh, probably to play Alvin tomorrow over Todd Gurley. I'm in that price range. But I think from a GPP perspective, it could make some sense to off some of the Kamara chalk over Gurley. Yep. All right.
0: So I think we are into the last three games, the 4 o'clock games? Yep. Here we go. The late games. Oh, no, we know that that last game was a 4 o'clock game, too. Oh, missed okay. it. Okay. Well, well, now we're into our uh, hometown Terrible, shitty, the worst team in the history of the world, Detroit Lions. See how embarrassed are you to be from Michigan on Monday night? I was so embarrassed that I when I was going into work the next day, I realized I was wearing blue, and I and I was that was I wasn't wearing lines. I was just wearing blue, and I was like, "This is the wrong color to wear today." Uh, Dude, so it bad. was so painful to watch. I had uh, I was
1: in the military. Before this, I got out a while ago, but I had one of my buddies that I literally had not spoken to in almost two years message me on Facebook, and literally just like this is painful to watch because he just thought of how miserable I must have been. Yep, watching the team I love just get absolutely slaughtered on national television at by, home, on at Monday home night in prime time by a garbage-ass Jets team that's probably a win. No more than six games. And honestly, if they won six, they'd probably consider it a successful season.
0: Yeah, they have a rookie quarterback. So, yeah, the Lions suck. Um, They're going against uh, the 49ers. Um, On the Lions, this is a high point total, 48 and a half. San Francisco is favored by six. Um, Good weather in this game, no issues with that. Um, I really like this game, to be honest. As much should I talk about on the Lions... Um. All right. I'll kind of say my thoughts on it.
1: I don't like Matt Stafford. Uh, I know you're the same way. We're probably very publicly open about that in our group of friends that like Detroit sports. Like, we don't like him at all. I will say this: he is not nearly as bad of a quarterback as he was last week against the Jets. No. Like, I don't I, know what happened. It was happened fun that because game. I got to. I got. We yeah, got it was fun. We had to rip on our friends, but. He's not that bad. I think he's in a very above-average NFL quarterback. I just rip him down that he's ever going to win a Super Bowl.
0: Um, I mean, he's not a top-five quarterback. No, like but he's definitely above-average. Yeah, top-half of the league. Yeah, absolutely. Middle of the league. Yeah. Uh
1: the This San Francisco 49ers defense does not scare me. No. Um, I could see a scenario here. Um, I don't know if we're going to win the football game, the Lions. When I say where. are try to take my bias out, but it's a little difficult. But I will say this. I think there's definitely points put up on both sides. And from a fantasy football perspective, that's all that we care about. Um, I'm not going to play Stafford. I don't have that much confidence in him. Uh, I'm not going to play any of the Lions running backs because – um, I just don't think anyone's ever a role. Well, Lions don't rush for a hundred yards.
0: It's ever. a thing. We haven't done it in like six years. No, so. like
1: literally, if you're not a lions fan, you might think that's an exaggeration. No, we just like, really haven't. Like go look it up. It's real. Like I, Reggie Bush was the last hundred yard rusher, right? Yeah. And yep. Reggie Bush retired. How many years ago? Yeah. It's been a long time. So, but here's uh to the receivers. Uh, I'm not going to play golden Tate. Uh, I don't like the price. Um, I think there's better receivers at that point. But where it gets interesting, I think, is Tenny Galladay. Uh, Simply because of the price, he's down, he's listed at $4,800. If you didn't watch the game last week, he was super involved in that offense before it was a blowout. So it wasn't like he just wrapped up a bunch of garbage. He did a couple touches down the stretch when it was over, but he was getting targeted heavily when the game was still in uh, competitive And I think this is a sign. I think the breakout year is coming. I think Kenny Galladay's have a massive year. I wouldn't even be surprised if he competed with Golden Tate and Jones to possibly be the most productive
0: receiver on the Lions this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kenny Babytron is the man. Uh, Marvin Jones is still really good. Um, He makes some really good catches. He has a Mm -hmm. huge catch radius. Um, But I think Kenny G is awesome um you did allude you did bring up earlier that um based on some research that you were doing that kenny and galladay could see a lot of uh richard sherman in this game i do still think richard sherman is a good cornerback above average and can still lock down people and especially a second year wide receiver so i'm a little fearful um so I, i don't know if he's if he's a super cash game play for me but i think he's definitely in play um on the 49ers side Jimmy G is one of my favorite cash game quarterbacks.
1: Hey, just real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. On the Lions, do you think Dolladay's uh, emergence would cut more into Marvin Jones and Golden
0: Tate? It would, cut, it would cut more into Marvin Jones. Yeah, just because of the type of players they are. They're outside receivers, and Golden Tate's a pure slot. Yeah,
1: I, I completely agree. So I think Marvin Jones and I Tate's a big back seat. So maybe not for this week because I wasn't considering him anyways. But that's just something to keep in mind. The better Galladay looks, it's going to be... Worse for Jones, even though they do play a lot of three wide receiver sets. But. The NFL plays
0: a lot of three wide yeah. receiver sets at this point. Like, but
1: I think Galladay takes targets directly away from Jones.
0: Yeah. All right. Jimmy G, though, you were saying. Uh, best One of the best cash game quarterbacks in the cheaper end of quarterbacks. Uh, the I Lions' agree. defense is trash. We're trash. Team's trash. <laughs> we saw last week a rookie quarterback just torched us. Jimmy G, sexy Jimmy. Uh, I don't know what else he's called. Gray hair. Is, date, is he still dating a porn star? Uh, he went on a date with a porn star. Okay. Um, All right. She, point is, the guy gets dates with porn stars. Yeah, he's the man. <laughs> um, he threw last week. He played the the Vikings in Minnesota and still threw for like 330 yards and a touchdown. He had like two or three picks, but that's a hard matchup. But he's a hard matchup, and he still especially threw for yards. going from San Fran to Minnesota. Yeah, and he missed two touchdowns Two my boy George Kittle, the cash like he's going to be super chalky this week in cash. But George Kittle's the man. He uh he 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 could realistically not even exaggerating. He could have had 200 yards receiving last week. Um, it was he one he went through his hands. The other one was overthrown by like inches, uh, and there was no one in front of him. So uh, him, Marquise Goodwin's not playing in this game. So. Cash, I think Pierre Grisson, you can play at 5K. He's uh, probably going to see a lot of targets. Um, and then in GPPs, it's your boy, Dante blue-haired Peps. Dante Pettis. Um, he's either going to score like 0 or probably like 27.
1: Yeah, uh, let me make this very clear. Do not play Dante Pettis in Cash. Purely a GPP play. He's 4K. Um, I could see a situation where Slay's on song, Pettis maybe gets loose on a couple, and could have a huge game. But it's a GPP playing lots of lineups.
0: That's the type of play you're looking for. Um, I also think Matt Breda is a GPP play solely because I – you know who covers running backs in NFL defenses? Middle linebackers. You know who the Lions middle linebacker is? Jared Davis. You know what Jared Davis does? Suck at coverage. I literally watched him get burned in the preseason by backup running backs. So Matt Breed is fast. He'll probably burn Jared Davis. And I think he's a sweet GPP play.
1: Yeah, and if we're going with their backfield and sweet GPP plays, I think Alfred Morris is also in play just because of how insanely cheap he is. He's 3600 I don't think it's outrageous to envision a scenario, which the Lions are losing by a lot. And Alfred Morris hits some runs. He falls into end zone once, maybe even twice. I mean, you have to figure if he scores a touchdown, it's almost 2x yep. at that price. And, like, the guy's going to get touches. So I think he's definitely someone to play. George Tittle, like you said, um, my two favorite tight ends I like this week are definitely George Tittle and David Njoku uh, on the Browns, as we were saying earlier. Uh, I'm going to be mixing them in. Basically every lineup I have, George Hill's the tash guy, though. I definitely think he's safe. Uh he's gonna be heavily involved in this offense and Chev Bidier as long as you he stay healthy.
0: But I think that's all we have on. Oh that. yeah. Also Detroit, going back to the linebackers, last year too and every year we suck it they suck at covering tight ends. So all right, let's move on. We have two more games. What? How long has this been? Jesus! Oh, Please listen to this at one point five speed, people. We are uh, we are an hour and fourteen. It's actually not as bad as I thought. All right, so <laughs> we we have two more games. We want to get through this. We want to keep this at an hour and a half. We'll get less. through this story All right, so Oakland Raiders at Denver Broncos, forty five and a half total. Denver is favored by six and a half to the John Gruden Raiders. What's Aaron, your take on John Gruden? I like him actually.
1: No, like I love John Gruden. But, like, what's your take is in, like, John Gruden coaching an NFL team in 2018? I think John Gruden can be a really good coach still. I just think Derek Carr sucks. Derek Carr does suck. So I um, also think you're probably not going to see the best John Gruden this year. I feel like there's going to be a NFL's changed. Get back into it. All right, what do I need to fit? He's a smart enough guy. I feel like this offseason he's going to be able to identify,
0: like, I need to change these things. I think he can do it. Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, I don't really like any players on Oakland this week. I know Jared Cook's the hotness because of his 180 yard. Don't fall for the trap. Yeah, Jared Cook sucks. Yep. He does this every year. He has one big game at the beginning of the year, and then disappears the rest of the year. Is he going to be popular? He's going to be chalk this week at no. tight end. Yeah, he's going. Do to you be... think Jared Cook's going to be chalk? He's going to be chalk. He's like almost the same price as George Tittle. Yeah, he's going to be chalk. People are going to play. People are going to play Jared Cook because the Denver Broncos. It's the same scenario You're as cash? last week. Cash because same It's the same scenario as last week. Denver's corners are really good. Yeah. Tight ends usually do well against Denver because everything funnels through the middle. But you also, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent on talent. I'm not a, I'm not a situation guy. Well, I'm Jerry Cook's been a guy who people have said is talented. He's
1: just never been a guy who can actually transition talent into results. Yeah.
0: But I don't really think he's that talented either. He's yeah. just a physical, he's a physical specimen, but I don't think he's actually that talented as like a receiver in the nfl so um you can play him if you want please play him i please. didn't realize that please play him i actually. didn't realize he was gonna be chalky if because if i'm playing against you guys and you want to play jerry cook i'm telling you not to but if you if you think that i'm stupid please play him and i will laugh at you next week when he scores Damn. six points I, i'm looking where i looked for
1: ownership and they uh doyle and tittle being really popular and then there's, like, a group of, like, four or five guys after that they are all pretty close together, and Cook's right in the middle of it. So I just I didn't realize that Cook was going to carry um, some ownership this week. Um, I had no interest regardless either way because he's a fraud, and he's not going to be very good. So yep. On the Broncos side, this is where we get an actual place. Hold, I didn't talk about anyone on Oakland. Because they all suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally. They all suck. All right, yeah, I'm true with that. Move (laughs) on to Denver. All right, Um, Denver. I really like Case Keenum. Uh, He's a really good, uh, nice, cheaper play here. Um, I think he's 5.8K on DraftKings. Uh, Manuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are awesome plays. And um, that's about it. How about that Denver defense, though? So, you could definitely sneak in Denver's defense against that all-shitty team. They, Denver, they're 33, Oakland. I think. They're not
1: that expensive. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not dumpster diving, but. Yeah, I mean,
0: Oakland sucks.
1: Yeah, I think Oakland's really, really bad. Um, they
0: don't have talent. That's the problem. Amari Cooper is supposed to be good, but he just sucks, so. Hey, Joey Nelson, man. Yeah, he's, he's super slow and old. <laughs> no
1: thanks. All right. Mar- Let's get a little bit back, back on topic here. I love Kacenum. I think he's a great value. Uh, him and Jimmy G are definitely my two quarterbacks I'd be looking at in cash. I'm down in that range. The running back situation, uh, who the hell knows who's going to have the big game there? Um, Lindsey and Freeman split Terry's Booker still played.
0: Pretty sizable amount of snaps. Uh, just, here, one of them's out, right? Here, here's a hot take. Ready for my hot take? Let's hear it. Royce Freeman sucks at football.
1: Here's my hot take. Well, this isn't a hot take. Philip Lindsay's too small to handle a big workload.
0: Here's my next hot take. Devontae Booker is their, No, is their best running back. Dude, he sucks. He's not. Yeah, but talent wise, he's their best running back. But he still sucks. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't have running backs. Just play the receivers in case. He yeah. Comes. Hey, Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Still underpriced. You guys saw the ceiling last week. Uh, all right. Demaryius Thomas, Mike. He dropped $100 despite having 10 targets and starting 18 fantasy points. Yeah.
0: And he's doing that's a terrible defense. Any explanation? No explanation. I think it's just that uh, I don't understand DraftKings reasoning. Going into the season, I wasn't a Demaryius Thomas fan because I believe the past two years on Demaryius Thomas. and He's let me down big time. He's just... As he's gotten older, he just hasn't been as aggressive, and, is, and he hasn't played as physical as he used to, and he's gotten slower. Here's a, Yeah, he's definitely gotten slower. And here's what
1: I'll say, too. Um, Demaryius Thomas has to store touchdowns to pay off or get you upside. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's honestly a difference. From, at this point in
0: their careers, Sanders is just a much more explosive player. Case Keenum enjoys throwing to the slot receiver. Yeah. And that's what Emmanuel Sanders is. I mean – He's just, he likes
1: he's really good in the slot, but like honestly, like he still has the ability to stretch a field even more than
0: Thomas does. Yeah, but I'm saying Emmanuel Sanders plays in the slot mm-hmm. a lot more. Like he plays I think he played in the slot sixty six percent of his snaps last week. And, and Case Keenum's not that good of an actual quarterback. Um he makes his day by having a weak arm and just throwing slot routes. And yeah. And short routes and not and being like making smart decisions. Like he's He's not like I'm saying he's bad in the aspect like he doesn't know how to play football like some quarterbacks. He's just he doesn't have that much talent.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just a guy.
0: Yeah, but um, Sanders is a great play, and
1: I know earlier in the pod we mentioned I um, Aguilar. Yeah, like this is the reason why I have no interest in Aguilar. Like same price point. Like I don't think it's
0: disputable. Emmanuel Sanders is just a million times better of a play, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I get a little worried chasing like chasing points. I have a hard time thinking receivers are going to score that many points. But he doesn't now. have to. Yeah, I mean he has to score eighteen.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess the reason I'm on Sanders too is I like Emmanuel Sanders a lot coming into the season from like a season long perspective. And then like I saw him blow up week one, and like the first thing I thought of was like, why didn't I just reach and get the sign every season to lead? Because I did like, like I like the player. Didn't end up doing any shares from him like, the way drafts work out or whatever. And then he does that week one, and it was just the most, like, God damn it, like, thing ever. Like,
0: just trust what you think. But right. I, I like Sanders. All but- right, next game, we're going New England, Jacksonville. This game is going to be a little wet. I think they're getting a little bit of the, uh, little per- uh, precipitation from Hurricane Florence. Just, like, the off, um... Like the, they're just some of the weathers. They're not getting hit by the hurricane. Forty-four and a half um, over under. New England is favored by one. Um, mm. On the Patriots side, uh, Rob Gronkowski has a GPP play. I, you're not fitting him in the cash lineup. That will yep. that will be good. Um, and then on the on the Jacksonville side, we don't know if Leonard Fournette's playing. If Leonard Fournette is out, T.J. Yeldon is a stone cold cash play. He's too cheap if he's going to be the starting running back. And um, I still don't to use a lock in cash. I I think he is a, in at six k against the New England team. He's That's five two, six, but five six. So yeah. Um, I mean,
1: take coaches speak for whatever the hell coaches speak is, because it usually is nothing. They
0: mentioned they wanted to Grant more involved. Dude, Corey Grant's too little. Yeah, Exactly what you said about Philip Lindsay. He's too little. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Who if, was the first one in last week? All right, wait, if
1: we're just talking cash, right? Yeah. I'm going to play Coleman over Yeldon.
0: I might play Yeldon and save some money. They're the same. Dude, Coleman's more, less expensive. Oh, Coleman's 5'3". Yeah. Yeldon's 5'6". Yeah, yeah, I'll probably just play. You're probably right. And
1: I don't think you need to play both.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think you can play T.J. Yeldon if Leonard Fournette's out. If Leonard Fournette's in, I just stay away from every Jaguars player besides every Jaguars player.
1: I'll give you this. I actually think Yeldon might be a decent GPP play. If Coleman comes in being crazy chalk, they are around the same price point. I don't think it's unreasonable to see Yeldon outstore Coleman.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I guess if Fournette pick. ends up playing, you could also throw him in a GPP. Yeah. Maybe he's going to play. It means he's healthy enough to play football. No, no one's going to play him. No, no one is. Um, it, I also, I just want to bring him up because this is like, um, this is like my, my call since before the football season even started. Dede Westbrook is the best receiver on the Jaguars, and Dede Westbrook, I, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I love him. Throw him in there. Last week he led the team in targets. He was. Just behind in receiving yards and talent-wise, I think personally, my own opinion is he's the best receiver. So, as a dart at four point nine, someone's got a someone's probably going to score a touchdown. Yeah, and I think he would be my best bet to do it this week. Yeah, I see that. Uh, the one other guy I wanted to mention on Patriots, I didn't hear you
1: mention them, is James White as uh, a GPP play. Um, only uh, – monitor if Burkhead and Michelle are playing or not. They're both questionable as of right now. If they both play, I have absolutely zero interest. Um, if Burkhead was the miss and Michelle played, I would definitely have some interest in GPP. And if both of them miss, then I think James White would probably become a cash team play.
0: Yeah, yeah. He would definitely – at that. if they were both the miss. They're both questionable. We don't know – um, you're going to have to do some more research after this Saturday night, Sunday morning. Take a look at the inactives, um, and then from there you can, you know, maybe play some some um, guys who are um, going to get the opportunity just because of that. Um, you bet. You literally have to do that. Um, but I'm going to say James Connor. He's like the Great White Shark this week. Oh, I need a uh, <laughs> hammerhead. I need a hammerhead play of the week. Well, uh, uh, so hold on, I'll try to I, make this tweet. I made up a new thing. The great white shark of the pl- of the week is like that's like the cool shark, right? Um, the most terrifying shark. Um, I think hammerheads are kind of cool. They yeah, have cool heads. But the great white's like the most the most <laughs> famous shark. So they're like the great white of the week is James Conner. You gotta play him. My hammerhead of the week, my favorite play is Juju Smith Schuster. Hold on, so we can't pick the same players, right? No. So do you get first pick on both? No, like, no, no. Do you get, I, I think the great white we can we can have is like the one chalk guy. Unless you have another guy that you say that you just like you think I mean, you have to play.
1: I think there's other guys that are good, but like if I'm building a cash lineup, James Tonner's definitely. The, we can agree on that, but you can't take my hammerhead. Right, so I need a hammerhead play. And I, Mike literally invented this mid-podcast, so that's so you can be be a little bit more prepared as far as having some plays for this. So uh, hammerhead, is it just uh, like a, a flashy play, or is this guy a your I'm, guy that
0: you you super believe in this week? Oh geez, there's so many.
1: Uh, all right, mine's gonna well be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, definitely hammerhead. I don't, I don't know. You I should take what? Yeah, I just don't see a way. I know Christian McCaffrey. You're probably looking for a little bit more. Uh, setsy of a name like low owned or like a
0: cheap play or something. No, but I think like, we can make it. But next week we'll have some more categories. Yeah. Um, also, I this, just don't see any way Christian McCaffrey is a bad week. know I, I just don't see it. I, I think you're probably right. Um, the other, the only other thing that I I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up here is my. Actually, I know. Next week we're going to have some more categories because I think it would be fun to come up with some more categories um, of people that we just don't – we want you to avoid like the plague or like a minnow. Um, so this week – Are have, you talking about like fades? Any, yeah. Um, like who's, your, who's, your, who's your minnow of the week, your fade? All right. Let me
1: pull up some uh, popular plays here. Uh, I'm just a, obviously someone based off ownership. Who's going to be crazy chalk? Uh, James Tonner's going to be. Tevin Coleman's going to be. I think they're both good plays. Oh, geez. I, I could take a really bold stance here. I don't know if you're going to like it, Mike. All right. Take your bold stance. All right. My fate of the week is Alvin Kamara. Because he will not return 3X value. All right, I like it. Let me let me look at this real quick. That would be twenty eight and a half points. Elvin Tamara he needs her three xi I don't think he does it.
0: I'm taking another. I'm taking another bold call here. No, I can't. Go down a little bit. Go <laughs> um,
1: down a little bit on the
0: ownership. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Somebody's dies. Uh, <laughs> all right. My, here's my bold call. Antonio Brown doesn't outscore Juju Smith-Schuster this week. All right. All yeah. right. Let's send the people some stuff. Yep. Yeah, so, Antonio Brown's going to be super chalky. You play Juju. You get more points at a lower price. Let's go. All
1: right. We've talked on enough. If you're still listening, you're a pretty dedicated listener, and we really appreciate it. But uh, I don't think we need to take up any more of our listeners'
0: time. What do you think, Mike? Nope. Let's go catch some sharks this week, ladies and gentlemen. We love you.